Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I am Ryan McCarsky. Ryan, my brother, how are you? I am great, Danny. How are you? Great, man. Listen, I'm doing really good. Uh, no complaints. Uh, I'm I'm getting ready to jump into this thing, man. I get so excited when we get together weekly to to just break down scripture and to talk about the word of the Lord. Um, man, I, the word of God excites me, and I know I know in our prayer, I was just praying this when we were praying that the Holy Spirit help us to spend mm-hmm. more time with Him and help us uh, to put Him at preeminence. You know what I mean, and put Him first. For everything, and I, I, I don't know about nobody else, but I know I need the Holy Spirit to help me do that on a daily basis. And I just enjoyed our prayer right before we got on, because it's it's a heart prayer, man, of mine every single day that the Holy Spirit help us to see the journey that He wants us to walk with Him. Amen, Danny. Yeah, it's we're in a we're unfortunately in probably the most distracted world any any humans have lived in, and. Um, We, we had a little glitch in the system there, but we, we are back in, man. So you were saying, uh, Ryan, that we live in a, a, a time of distractions. Yeah, we, we're probably living in the most distracted world that any humans have, have ever experienced to this point. And I think we truly every day need to prioritize his presence and prioritize our time when the still small voice pulls us into our prayer closet wherever that is because it's very easy to get distracted in 10 different ways and we just need to always kind of incline our ear to the holy spirit when he wants to meet with us a hundred percent and it is easy to when we distract it it is easy then to walk in the flesh do the things of the flesh i mean that's why it's imperative and i know we say it and people may get tired of it and i hope our listeners, because we have such a great community. I hope you guys don't get tired of us saying this every week, man. We need his presence. We need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that convicts the world. So we need the Holy Spirit active in our lives. And that way we filter everything through the Holy Spirit. Um, I was reading the scripture yesterday because I was looking, you know, and now I don't have, uh, I think most of our community that listens to us know that I don't, have Instagram. I don't have Facebook. Our ministry has it, but I don't personally. But I know as a fact, for a lot of folks that I that I'm around that have it, you know, they tell me the response of people and how people. And I was reading a scripture yesterday, which which again, it's in the same topic, though um, it relates to our speech. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to read it. I know our topic today is going to be talking about difficult times or perilous times, but I wanted to get the scripture in before we go there, Ryan, because. Uh, it hit me so hard yesterday. In Colossians 4, 6, it says, let your speech always be with grace. I'm going to say that again. The Bible literally says, let your speech be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each, each one. Now, I love this scripture because what it challenges us, to your point, the distractions, especially online, online can be a, it can be a cesspool of distraction. It can be literally, you can go dive in. And, and again, I don't have it, but I've known folks that dive into this stuff and, and they're trying to answer everybody. And they're trying to be the, the miniature Holy Spirit to get everything right. And it's like, we 
we have to be able to pause and say, listen, I have to take my speech. And it always, and it, it doesn't say this, Ryan, sometimes. It said, let your speech always be with grace. What is grace? I started thinking about what is grace? Grace is getting something that you don't deserve. Grace mm -hmm. is getting something that you don't deserve. Like we have the grace of Jesus, right? We have the grace of the Father. Why? Because grace saved us. We didn't deserve salvation. We deserved hell, but grace saved mm -hmm. us. And it says, let your speech always be with grace, meaning someone else should be getting the worst of you. You should, you should be just going at them. But the word says, no, let, let, let grace come on your speech. Then you give them something they don't, well, they don't deserve for me to love them. Yes, but you love them anyway. Well, they deserve to me to go at them because they saying this and this and that. Yes, be salt, season it with salt. What does salt do? Salt changes and it preserves. Be that, be the change agent, be the Holy Spirit to these, to the folks that you're trying to, and, and, and if we walk this way and live this way, um, I think we honor God, Ryan, in everything that we do, but specifically in our speech. That's so good, Danny, because I was I was just thinking there's so many that want to bring correction or truly that they want to be right and they want to prove that they're right as opposed to just loving loving them where they're at. Maybe maybe whatever someone's saying, they honestly just they're saying it and maybe they just need love from somewhere as opposed to confrontation. We just re need to reshape like, what are we saying? How are we saying it? And how do we approach people? Um, because we're in a very confrontational generation, it seems. Not that confrontation hasn't probably always been there, but it seems like it's just heightened over all kinds of different topics, even within the Christian community that I was mentioning about just making videos on YouTube, trying to debunk what another pastor said, because one pastor thinks they know the scripture better than the other pastor. And I'm, I just, am thinking to myself, goodness, I, I like how much more are we going to continue to battle and confront each other instead of like, actually like what it says, speech always be with grace. And, and this is where that information overload is. Like, listen, it's not your job to, again, I'm going to say this. It's not our job. And I don't, I'm hoping this is helping somebody. If not, it's just helping me. Maybe the Holy Spirit just needed Danny to, to have more grace in his speech. But it is not my job. It's not your job, Ryan, or anybody that's listening to this podcast to be a miniature Holy Spirit, to be the mm -hmm. one to, listen, the Holy Spirit, the word says, will convict the world of sin. The Holy Spirit knows what he's doing, right? And I think information overload is like, we get so many things that we disagree with that we want to fix. And it's like, instead of just going back to prayer and believing God in prayer that the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I pray for the situation. Maybe, and people say this, well, I, I, cause I see it. I have to correct it. No, maybe God has shown it to you so that you can pray for the situation and pray for the person. Maybe you're yeah. not the one to correct it. Like look at Jesus response. And I know we've read this before in the past, but I, I got to read it again. And I know people know when this is in the scriptures, but listen, it's time for us to do the scriptures and be the scriptures and not talk about the scriptures, not just talk about, oh, we're going to do, we, we're going to church, we're doing this. No, we got to actually be Jesus to the world. And look mm -hmm. what Jesus says. 
in uh, in Matthew, and we read this this morning in our in our scripture reading, Matthew five forty three. It says, "You have heard it. Uh, it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and bless those who curse you." Mm. Let's 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 practice blessing those who are cursing us, mm. right? Who are mm-hmm. speaking things against us. Let's practice blessing them. Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully. What does it say? Pray, pray, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your father. When I read this. This, this should be to put the fear of the Lord in you. You want to you wanna represent the Father on earth? Pray for those. Bless those who curse you, right? Don't curse them back. No. Yep. Let your speech be full of grace, right? Mm-hmm. That people yep. don't know, man, you should be hating me right now. I just said this bad thing about you. And you coming at me with love? I just put this, I just put you on blast on Facebook. And you just responding to love? Yes. Because we are agents of change. We are agents of Jesus Christ. We are ambassadors of Jesus. Now, we, we're going to talk about here soon, false doctrine and all that. But even with false doctrine and antichrist spirit, our answer is always love. Our answer is always the response of Jesus, that his first words on the cross was, Father, forgive them for they not know what they do. Some people are just lost. And they need you to pray for them. They don't need you to give them a 10-page dissertation on Facebook on why you think they're wrong. And then take it to another level, right? Some folks be cussing people out, like for real, online. And I'm like, where is Jesus in all of this? And so, man, I've said a lot. No, I I love what you were reading in in verse 44. Um, And if about you know, praying for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. If you kept going and you got to verse 48, it it says more stuff, but then it says, therefore, like basically if you do the, if you do these things, it says, therefore you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. And it just, it illuminates how much we are called to be Jesus in the world and be very counterculture culture responds like this jesus responds like that um it's because no one wants to like if you're if you're treated badly no one wants to treat that person back nicely but jesus is calling us to a higher standard and we have to understand like first know the scripture but then ask the holy spirit to help us live it out that's the key, man. That's the key. Can I live out Jesus to the world? Yeah. Right? And I love the word you say, perfect. Mama, that word perfect is fully grown, fully mature. So that means yep. the mature response. Like, I know your maturity by your response to others. Like, mm-hmm. I know how mature you are in Jesus by your response. Now, my, I'm not judging those who are immature. What I'm saying is, let's get out of immaturity. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's get out of immaturity and let's go into maturity. Let our response be seasoned with salt. What does salt do? Salt, salt goes to, and any, anywhere salt goes, it's going to change. And then it preserves. Yeah. What does it preserve? You preserve your Christ likeness on earth, right? Mm-hmm. You look and you respond like Jesus. 
And let's pray that the Holy Spirit will help us. If you have Facebook, if you have Instagram, if you got LinkedIn, whatever you got, TikTok, whatever you got, use it to glorify Jesus. And how do you glorify Jesus is that you walk like Jesus walked at all times. I was talking to someone yesterday that it, that that is not she she doesn't even uh, have my faith yet. She 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 she's part of an, another religion. And I was telling and we were talking about Jesus and we were talking about the response of Jesus and and how again how we should be like Jesus to the earth right and and because they they her, her religion um their response is more stricter everything is about strictness everything is about you know uh tit for tat right and, yep. and i was just talking about walking in this level of maturity and walking in this level of love and understanding again that we we put to these the practices that we can talk all day long we, you can listen to podcasts all day long but we want to be practicing what what the scriptures are saying and we need to invite the holy spirit to help us to walk this thing out ryan we need the holy spirit absolutely because as we touch on the topic today about we are living in perilous times like we always say we need the holy spirit's guidance more than ever because of the times that we're living in and some of the false doctrine that is going to come up um, and we need to make sure we are hearing the Holy Spirit so that we know and can decipher what is truth and what is not truth. Come on, man. Let's go. Let's go to that. Second Timothy 3 1. Mm -hmm. Second Timothy 3 1. It says this. And, and again, we, we can read. We're going to read more than verse one next week, but we're just going to stick on this today. It says, but know this, that in the last days, now we talked about the last days um, and we talked what that looked like, right? That's that we still been in the last days for 2000 years now. In the last days, perilous times will come. Perilous times will come. Not that they might come, Ryan. Yep. They, go, they are going to come, right? Now we have to define yep. perilous to understand what that means because it's going to be here and it's here right now. We are living in perilous times right now. I want those yep. who are listening to us to understand the perilous. Time. That word perilous, uh, kalepos, in, in Greek means difficult, dangerous, troublesome, and harsh. Now, mm. it's not always in like something bad. It's like we already think Armageddon. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about an atmosphere that's going to be difficult for the believer to thrive as a believer. Mm -hmm. There are going to be a lot of things that, and, and, and again, we, we've been taught a gospel in America that wants everything to be easy. Oh man, if, if you're in Christ, man, you're going to get the best cars. You're going to get the best promotions. You're going to get the yep. best everything. Everything's going to, you're going to be dandy when scripture actually teaches the opposite, right? <laughs> that you're going to be persecuted for Jesus Christ's sake. They, they're going to be troubled things that are going to come your way because of who Jesus is. Right. And, 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 yep. and, and so when we're looking at perilous times, um, Ryan, we're not just looking at like, oh, Armageddon. So, you know, our minds automatically go to war. Yep. And it's not necessarily an atmosphere of war It's an atmosphere that the enemy is making it hard for you to be the believer that you need to be. One of the things you talked about already is distractions. Distractions could be perilous times. Right. And yeah. so we're going to hit what that looks like. So 
how how will we know, Ryan, that this perilous times with, with some of the things as you've been reading the notes, as you've been reading some of the scriptures that we've been what what are some of the things? What are your thoughts on perilous times? Because I think people automatically think it's war. Uh, I'm you know uh, I'm gonna get you know I'm gonna stop eating food. I mean they all all they think about is the you know revelation point of view of it and and this eschatology. I gotta get caught out of here because I'm gonna stop eating food. All this other stuff that comes with it, but that's not really what it's meaning. No, and some of the stuff we talked about is just some of some of the false the false doctrine that's going to come we we listed things like false christ that the and just different things that are going to be taught in the world can lead lead closer to these perilous times how i look at it is we're we're going to experience difficulty in varieties of ways based on probably where we live um it's already it's already pretty evident that like if you live in the underground church to say anything or to about jesus or to have a bible you are living in danger like there is very much perilous time we in america we more experience just the idea that you being a christian puts you in a box it puts you in a box of being ultra conservative you don't understand people there's very much a different movement flowing globally, I would say, but a lot in America of the, the new age culture and that Christianity, I feel like, especially in America has looked at you're very conservative. You don't understand viewpoints of different people. And so that is in, in my opinion, very much like Christianity is like a lot of people are Christian are living in perilous times because you're put in a box that you almost don't understand people because they're looking at it very people from the outside of Christianity are looking at it very religiously. You're trying to limit me. I can't live a life of like YOLO. Um, you only live once. I can't live that life. I want to kind of experiment, just enjoy what I want to do. And because you're a Christian you know, you don't get it because you're very confined to the box. And, and so that, that, you know, living in that faith, being a Christian, you may, it makes you almost feel like I'm not supposed to understand people. And it does feel very like you're living in difficulty based on the faith that you've chosen. I love that you said that because we, we almost gave the answer, you know, already, like, because our response to that should always be love. Right. And so it's weird how, we, we live in a country right now that, that a lot of people are having a hard time dealing with the fact that Christianity is want to be placed in a box and is being attacked. It's okay to say that. Like, Christianity is being attacked, but that shouldn't be a, a shock to the system, right? That should, it shouldn't be a shock to the system that someone is not going to want to hear Jesus, that someone's going to want to create laws to keep you muzzled from saying anything about Jesus, right? Now, our response shouldn't be, oh, I'm going to take back our country and I'm going to shoot you to take back our country. That's that's unbiblical, right? And so that's not the response of a Christian, which I'm glad we're talking about this because it may be difficult for you to understand. Now, some folks may already, some folks in the underground church and in, in, in the churches in, uh, abroad, you know what I mean? Like the Afghanistan and in, in, in the Middle East, 
they've been used to this generations already. They have generations uh, Teflon already. They have toughened themselves up to understand, oh, it's okay that the Holy Spirit is going to do a greater work. Maybe I can't Maybe I can't say anything about Jesus, but I can be Jesus by just my appearance, right? So they have gone through the process. I think for us in our country, we're now trying to go through the process of understanding that because you say you're a good Christian may sideline you in a lot of areas, and we don't know how to handle that sometimes, Ryan. We, we want to be Peter in the garden that grabs the sword and chops off the ear. And if we know the scripture, Jesus said, Peter, stop what you're doing. If honestly, if if people could hear that in America, they don't have to get your guns and defend Jesus. Don't be Peter in the garden. You know, <laughs> I know that's going to like be conflicting. Listen, some that, some, some folks just turned off the podcast. <laughs> They're like, I hope they're not. Like, Ryan, what is what does he know? He doesn't know anything. <laughs> but like, truly though, like, don't put me in a box. Like, because I I believe in Jesus. You you gave me, you already now gave me a political affiliation, which you don't know what my political view is. Period. Like, unless you talk to me, but you put me in a box, and like, you probably put me on the well. I'm gonna defend my country with with all this stuff. I'm not going to be Peter in the garden. I'm sorry. Like Jesus told Peter, stop and to not do that. So like, I'm going to listen to what Jesus, Jesus wants. I'm going to listen to his words. And, and closer to Jesus, it will say this. And I know this is very controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway. Closer to Jesus looks like this, I believe, in our country, because we live in America. And I know we have other countries that listen to this podcast, but here in America will be this, that, that you're, you're not as conservative or maybe ultra conservative than conservatives want you to be. And you're not as liberal as liberals want you to like, you're hated by <laughs> conservatives and liberals together. You know what I mean? That's when in yep. the public, in the public square, I believe Jesus is exalted when no party can identify you. Right. Oh, it's when no oh. party can say when, when the, when, when the Republicans hate you and the Democrats hate you, you'll probably look closer to Jesus. <laughs> right, I'm just, I'm just being honest, right? Like, yep. I know that might hurt, but that, that you probably look close to Jesus when you're probably in the middle and you go, oh, that, you know, you, your conservatism is, that's, that's, that's actually not conservatism. You guys are going to that. You guys have no grace, right? Oh, 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 when you go to the liberals, like, nah, stop. That's like, you getting into the, like, like, like not only sin, but you're getting into iniquity kind of the world, you know what I mean? And we got to, yep. And so I think if we in, I think Jesus will probably be hated by all, right? Because he said he <laughs> would be, you know what I mean? But yep. let's look at Matthew 24, because yeah. we're going to start describing the atmosphere mm-hmm. of a perilous time, difficult, dangerous times. And you and we, we already mentioned this, but I'm going to read the scripture because I'm going to say this before I, I read the scripture. Christianity, Christ is an is an is, is an is, exclusivity Christ <laughs> I'm gonna say that it's only about him now in this in this world that wants to accept everything else that becomes a problem yeah right the ex- yep. exclusivity of Christianity becomes a problem in modern day world it really yep. does and we gotta know how to handle that because I think we go to two two different extremes but look at what Matthew 24 three to five says it says now as he has sat on the Mount of Olives 
the disciples came to him uh, privately saying, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming in the, in the end of the age? And Jesus said to them, take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will, and, and will deceive you. Many will say, I am the Christ. Part of the perilous times is these false Christ. Now remember for 2000 years, there have been false Christ, right? Because the reason that, and I don't know how many people know this, but the reason that Jewish people didn't believe that Jesus was Jesus is because in Judaism, there's, there's a belief that the, there's, a, there's, a Messiah, there's a Messiah figure like that comes every year. So, because okay. mama, they, they are searching for Messiah. So they are, are looking. So Jesus just was another Messiah figure. So, so this false Christ have been on earth for a long time. It has not like it's just been now. So we see a lot of, um, a lot of religions today. You know what I mean? A lot of claims of different religions and I won't name them all. But we know there's been a lot of claims of, you know, this this person saying he was Jesus and 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 no, Jesus is just a prophet. I'm the new son. Right. We have all these religions that claim. But no, this 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 exclusivity for us as Christians that we believe that Jesus said in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way. There's only one way It's Jesus. I am the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Now, we can take this one or two ways. Ryan, and this is where I think we get we get wrong. We can take this and shove this down every, everybody's throat and says, no, he's the only way, right? And so yep. we can get mad at folks that we see living and going after false Christ. And we can go in a militant way and say, I'm going to make you. I think that's when we cross the line and not allowing the Holy Spirit to do the convicting. We try to do the convicting. Now, we either, we either go on that extreme side, which says, I'm going to make you see Jesus, or we go to the other side and says, well, we agree that every, you know, we can, we just, every way is the way. Those mm. two are extreme point of views, right? And we do not subscribe to the channel of either of those. I'm not going to make anybody or I'm not going to say every way is the way. Because every way is not the way. We believe as Christians that Jesus is the only way. Now, just because that, just because I just said that statement alone right now, that that brings me some problems in today's society because people do not like exclusivity. They like you to be, no, it's got to be broad, brother. You got to believe it. No, my job is to love every human. And my job is to see the love of Jesus touch every human and allow the Holy Spirit to touch every human. Now, they will know us by our love. If we don't have that, we don't show Jesus. I hope, I hope this is helping people. Because I know we have this thing that we feel uncomfortable because we, we serve an exclusive God. But just because we, we serve an exclusive that we believe that Jesus is the only way doesn't mean that we got to treat people from other religions like crap or even take it a needed further or use our guns against other folks that have other religions, right? Because we're going to make them see our Jesus. No, they see our Jesus by our love and by our sacrifice and by our service to them. That's how they say Jesus. Brian, I said a lot. What do you think about what I just said? I think we have to be very careful to love people where they're at and understand that we need to allow the Holy Spirit, like you talked about, to do the convicting. We're not going to do the convicting. I was, I was told about Jesus by many, like growing up. 
Um, and I was never, when I, when I called upon Jesus and wanted to know him, it had nothing to do with what people tried to convince me. It was all in what I saw in people at a, at a particular place and, and, um, at a church uh, in Columbus and, and also just like, I had a, I feel like I had an encounter while I was in a service that convicted me. It wasn't like the, however many people when I was in college preaching on the corner, telling me I'm going to burn in hell if I don't accept Jesus. Like that didn't do anything for me as a 20 year old college student. It didn't change my perspective. I was like, I'm going to live my life how I want. It was a, it was an encounter with the Holy spirit. Also kind of with, in addition to seeing people that loved God and they showed him. And I, I had to ask myself, why, why are these people, all of them I encounter in one spot, why are they so joyful? Why are they so happy? And why are, why are they so different than everyone else I met? I was intrigued and then the Holy Spirit hit me while I was in service. And I, can't, I couldn't articulate it that time seven, eight years ago, but I could easily say it now that that's what it was. People showed Jesus to me and then the Holy Spirit convicted me in a moment. A moment. And that's what that's how I got converted. It had nothing to do with someone bashing me over the head and telling me you're going to hell if you don't accept Jesus. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> wow, man. I, I, I want to go to Romans, man. And I, I, we're going to just take our time. We'll probably finish this next week. We're going to take our time with this because it's so good. Um, you're 100% correct. And I know, hopefully, those who are listening are understanding. Like, Jesus is going to re reveal himself to folks the way he's going to reveal themselves. We don't have to foster hand, right? But again, we're talking about what this perilous times look like. What a difficult times look like. One of the first, the first thing is going to be false Christ, right? We may yep. get to deceiving spirits, we may not. Um, but I'm going to just stay there. There's going to be a lot of false Christ. There's going to be a lot of people claiming that Jesus is not who Jesus is. Then that atmosphere right there, again, and those who claim that Jesus is the only way, that causes a difficult time. It really does. And and, and, I, and I don't want to minimize that because I think we got to wrestle with that. It is okay for you to believe that Jesus is the only way. It is not okay for you to then take someone that does not believe that Jesus is the only way. That They may believe that Muhammad is the way. They may believe that Buddha is the way. They may believe that they're still waiting on the Messiah. To then take that message and say, listen, um, you're going to hell because you don't believe this. Because it is, it is the Holy Spirit's job to convict the world of sin. And it's the Holy Spirit's job that's going to get there. Their, their eyesight's to be open. According to Romans 11, when it comes to the Jews, now this is this is, this is is for Jews, right? I'm not talking about other religions. I'm talking about Jews right here. Listen to what the word says about it, and, and we're going to skip through it, and I hope you guys go to Romans 11 because we're going to just jump through a little bit. I wish I could just read the whole Romans 11, really, because it's, it's that good. Um, yep. I think it helps us to understand that, Jesus is going to open the eyes of folks when he decides to open their eyes, right? Mm -hmm. and, yep. and it's your job to live Jesus on the earth and that the Holy Spirit can use your witness, right, 
to of Jesus to help folks, right? To see who Jesus is, right? Yeah. You are the Jesus that people see. You are the Jesus that people read. You are the Jesus that people feel. You are the Jesus that people know, right? Now it yeah. says in Romans 11, I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. Did I write that down? No, nope. I just read it. So it's talking about Jewish folks. God has not cast them away. For I also am an Israelite, the seed of Abraham and the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says? Elijah said, uh, Elijah, uh, the scripture says, Elijah, how he pleased with God against Israel saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars and I alone am left and they seek my life. Verse four, but what does the divine response says to him? I love that it says that. What does the divine response say to him? I love that. It says, <laughs> I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed their knee to Baal. Even so then, even so then, as this present time, there's a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, that is no longer of works, other, otherwise grace is no longer grace. But it, mm -hmm. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is work is no longer work. What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect had obtained it, and the rest uh, were blinded. Think about this. Listen, the but the elect have obtained it, and the rest were blinded. Just as it's written, God has given them the spirit of stupor, the eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear to this very day, to when to this very day. And David said, let their table become a snare and a trap of the stumbling block and recompense to them and let their eyes be darkened so that they do not see and bow down to their back, to their back of ways. Verse 11, I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not, but through their fall, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Verse 12, now, if their four is riches of the world and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? Verse 13, for I speak to you Gentiles, and as much as I am an apostle to Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. If by any means I, was, I may provoke jealousy to those who are of my flesh and save some of them for their be cast away is the reconciling of the world. What will their acceptance be for life from the dead? I know, I know we're reading a lot of scripture here, but it's going to help us out. Verse 16, for their first fruit is holy and the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. Verse 17, and if some of the branches were broken off and you being a, a wild olive tree were grafted in among them and with them become Partakers of the root and fatness of the olive tree. Verse 18, do not boast against the branches, but if you do boast, remember that you do not, what, support the root, but the root supports you. Verse 19, you will say then, branches will be broken off that I might be grafted in. Verse 20, well said, because of unbelief, they were broken off and stand by faith. Do not be haughty, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he might not spare you either. Therefore, consider goodness and the 
severity of God on those who felt the severity. But towards you, goodness, if you continue in his goodness, otherwise you also be cut off. And they also, if they do not continue and believe, will be grafted into, for God is able to graft them again. Now, I hope you're understanding what God is saying here. Listen, I'm going to keep on reading. Is that all right, Ryan, that I keep on reading? Hopefully. Absolutely. Those... Absolutely. Listen, verse 23. And they also, if they do not continue in their unbelief, grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. Verse 24. But if you were cut off the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to the nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will those who are natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of the mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel unto the fullness of the Gentiles has come. Verse 26, and so also Israel will be what? Saved. Now, did I write this down? No. So what, <laughs> we, what did we just read? We read this, that you as a Christian, you have that relationship with Jesus. You've been chosen. But them, they've been blinded for a reason. They've been blinded so that you can see. Now, mm -hmm. once you see, their eyes will be opened. When is that going to happen? You and I do not know. Mm -hmm. Some are going to come because you they are provoked by jealousy by your walk with Jesus. Your walk is going to provoke some to say, man, they have a relationship with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I want that relationship. Some, it doesn't say all. He said, but the rest will come. Why? Because once the fullness of the Gentile comes, once you as a Christian, once Everyone that should be the believer becomes believers. And I believe the fullness of the Gentiles when Jesus comes and establishes kingdom. Once he comes, then their, eye, their scales and their eyes are going to come off, Brian. And then they will see. I don't have to force that hand. I don't have to. I just have to live like Jesus. Now, this is what he's saying. Don't provoke or don't think that you're better than them. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, that's. That's so good, Danny. Yeah, we we have to understand that we're not in control of their destiny. And I think we've been taught a lot in church that we are actually in control of other people's destiny. Because as soon as mm. we accept Jesus, one of the things we're taught is, okay, here's evangelism 101. Here's the set. Here's the five point scripture for how to get someone saved. Okay, go into all the world two by two and go save people. Doesn't the scripture say, though, go two by two and preach the gospel? It did not put on them, the, the apostles, to save people. It said, go two by two and preach the gospel. And when people hear it, they're going to make the choice. Come on. They're going to be convicted by the good news. So they either are going to walk away from the good news or they're going to run towards the good news and run towards Jesus. So I think we have to be very careful that like we think it's in our time frame. It has nothing to do with our time frame. There will be I, I wholeheartedly believe there will be divine interventions that happen in everyone's life 
organically that will you will have the opportunity to preach the gospel to someone that needs it in the opportune time when the Holy Spirit lines it up. I used to think that I had to force it and like, hey, I'm going to go out on Sunday and I'm going to tell 10 people about the gospel as opposed to just living and the Holy Spirit just somehow causes these events to take place and gives me the opportunity to share the gospel. I never forced myself to have to share it. And when I did, it was awkward and uncomfortable anyway. It becomes, it flows organically when the Holy Spirit takes the lead, not you taking the lead and trying to save every person that you meet. Cause it'll end up falling flat because it'll end up being forced. Man, this is so good. It, it, it becomes, and this is why we get so in trouble in this, um, I call it the American gospel, because not only we try to force people, we try to manipulate people into and deceiving them into serving Christ. Or, or it, it, this is when we, we got to get cooler services and we got to get, listen, if you believe in the smoking machines and all that, that's cool. But that doesn't mean, just because you have the smoke and mirrors doesn't mean that someone's going to be converted into Christianity. Now, again, what are we talking about? We're talking about perilous times. Perilous times are going to be difficult times, dangerous times, troublesome times. Again, the first one that we talked about is forced Christ. In the last times, in the perilous times that we're living in right now, there's going to be forced Christ. But again, forced Christ could be the fact that not only people are going to say that they're Jesus and they're not, right? It also can be that you're going to live a life of Jesus, right? And they're going to put you in the corner. And, and again, I want to I want to land a plane in this so that we can yep. understand what we're saying. Yep. We're going to preach Jesus, and Jesus is an exclusive Jesus, <laughs> and he mm -hmm. is the only way. But yep. in preaching this exclusive Jesus, doesn't mean that I have to convince anybody to get a hold of him. Doesn't mean I have to make somebody to get a hold of me. Doesn't mean I have to convince somebody. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna live him out so that he can be then seen to the earth. Now. This also doesn't mean that I can accept every other person and saying uh, universally every religion leads to, 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 to Jesus. Not necessarily, no. Can God use different aspects of Buddhism? And I know this is going to hurt somebody. Can God use <laughs> those different aspects? Yes. God can use, do you understand? God uses whatever he wants to use. He used a, 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 a donkey to, yep. to, to prophesy. He used a rooster to make somebody repent. He can do whatever he wants to. Do you understand? But it doesn't mean that that religion itself is going to lead someone to a relationship with the father, right? Could God use aspects of it? Yes. God can use aspects of meditation. I know folks get freaked out, but the word tells yep. us to meditate on day. So God can use that to open somebody else to who he is. He can use all kinds of avenues, but doesn't mean that then we make that and say, oh yeah, that's, that that's Jesus over there. No, if if if, it's, if they say that's that's another way, that's another way. Jesus is the only way. Mm -hmm. But I don't have to force that way on anybody else. I can just live Jesus out through my life. So our, our, our job as Christians is to continue to grow in Christ. We're going to get into this more next week because we're going to talk about deceiving spirits. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk about false doctrine and antichrist. And uh, all those are the atmospheres of perilous times. So I'm um, hopefully that you are enjoying this and hopefully you're growing. And I know we read a lot of Romans 11, um, but I think it was the Holy Spirit that wanted us to read it, man. 
Hopefully this is landing for you. You know, our hearts is for us to grow. My heart and Ryan's heart is for you to grow, us to grow together in Jesus and knowing that Jesus is the only way, but knowing how do we express Jesus in this world and how do we understand that, listen, there are going to be difficult times that are not going to allow us to want to express Jesus to the world. Our response is always love. And I think we, we all have to understand that there is, it is true that you will be put in situations where you can't, you can't actually say, well, Romans 10 says this, Come on. that's okay. Allow the Holy spirit to give you the words that you need to speak at that moment. Allow the Holy spirit to flow through you so that you can, even if you're not quoting a scripture to someone that they can feel Jesus coming on, out of you and it attracts them to you. And then that will open the opportunity. I can't tell you how many times I, I, I work in, in, in the secular society. I do, but how many people have come to me privately and say, do you, do you go to church? I'm like, well, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a man of faith. I go, why? And they're like, there's just something you said. I go, that probably you read somewhere and they're like yeah and i was like yeah it's it's the word it's the good news and that opened up the conversation i didn't throw a bible verse at them i i just i i consciously say lord help me to show you to the world holy spirit speak through me i always love to to quote jeremiah chapter one, when the Lord met with Jeremiah, when he was a youth and said, I will put words in your mouth to speak. And I always, I always rely on that. Cause I'm like, Lord, like I want them to hear your words, not my words. So, um, we're praying that, that this continues to bless you. We're excited for this, for this series, for sure. Uh, Maranatha, Christ Maranatha. is coming. Uh, Shalom everyone. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.